Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and every day this week, Mercola Healthy Pets is excited to bring you a special interview with a variety of animal professionals and pet lovers that will help bring awareness to the Companion Animal Nutrition and Wellness Institute's latest project. It's called the SPAN Partnership, or the Student Partnership in Animal Nutrition Program. This innovative program provides veterinary students and vet tech students with educational opportunities to learn about companion animal nutrition from unbiased board-certified veterinary nutritionists. Enjoy the interview and consider supporting Can We Span program this week. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and the animals in your life? Okay, I am a retired NASA um, worked there for many years and have not had very many pets. Um, this is my third dog and I've only had one at a time and uh, he's very important to me and after I retired I went to a lot of uh, dog activities. Um, we did rally, we've done agility, we've done uh, nose work and my favorite which is dance. So um, it was very important to keep my dog healthy and, and happy and so um, I know that the body is very important uh, to have uh, nutrition and to be able to heal itself. So I was very interested in starting with um, knowing a lot about that. And I'm, you know, from my past, I've been very inquisitive. Um, so I'm always looking to learn new things. Tell me a little bit about your journey from... Uh, maybe what you fed your first dog to what you're feeding your dog now and how that happened. Oh yes. Well, it's, it's tremendous. And I've done, I did a lot of research on um, online, um, but there's nothing to compare to the education that I've gotten with, with you guys. Um, I started with um, a pet that was um, from a puppy farm. I didn't know that at the time. I didn't even know what a puppy farm was, but I started with kibble and then um, I have progressed to, you know, combinations of canned food, kibble, uh, freeze-dried raw food. Um, and now I'm, I'm working on home cooked meals. Um, I don't know if, if this is the appropriate time, but my dog was diagnosed with cancer in January. And um, that was pretty devastating. Because, uh, well, he's, he's 14, um, so he, he's been healthy all of his life, but, but that was a pretty abrupt uh, wake-up call. Um, and so I wanted to do as much as I possibly could to, to help him and look to all the resources that, uh, that I had available. And um, my vet recommended Dr. Donna, and uh, I talked with her. And it, it became obvious that, you know, I could do a lot more for, for Wolf than, than I had been doing in the past. So she really helped me with that. You know, that cancer diagnosis is devastating. And when you start talking about it, it's shocking. You know, they say one in two dogs can eventually receive that diagnosis. And when you start talking to your friends or, or, you know, people out and about, it's overwhelming at the number of people saying my dog too, my dog too. It's just um, shocking and overwhelming. Did your, um, did your veterinarian suggest 
when your dog received that diagnosis that you consider switching food yet again? Or, or was that something, Sharon, that you just decided that you wanted to do knowing that the body needed more resources for fighting this terrible disease? Well, I wanted to do something more customized, something that was targeted to help him specifically. Um, and the, the diagnosis that I got was like one to three months was, was all that he was going to have. And so, you know, I, I just wanted to have something that, that I could do for him that was personal for me and him. And, and I knew that, you know, the, for people, it's important to have fresh food and the commercial food was, was never going to be as fresh as I could, I could get it and make it for him. And so that was very intriguing for me to, to be able to um, put things together and the right proteins, the right uh, vegetables, things that would help him. Yeah, for sure. And did he love it? When you first put it down, was he excited to eat new fresh food? Oh, he was very excited. He, um, he loved it. He's, he's always been a um, voracious eater. But, but this in particular, the smell and the, um, you know, the attractiveness of it, you know, and the fact that I felt good about giving it to him because it was, it was real food, it was human food. For sure. And, you know, that's something that, first of all, it's fantastic that your local veterinarian knew about Donna and knew that referring you to a board-certified nutritionist was a fantastic thing to do at this point. That actually is a step above what many uh, veterinarians are aware to do. So I really applaud your local veterinarian for introducing you to Dr. Donna. A lot of people aren't even aware that there are nutritionists available to help customize and formulate diets for specific medical conditions, including cancer. So I'm so thankful that you had that opportunity. Um, if you look back in your past, has was nutrition a part of the, the three dogs that you have been honored to care for. Did your veterinarian include nutrition as an important part of that wellness protocol that you would communicate about when you took your dogs to the veterinarian or was nutrition not really a big part of that? For most of the veterinarians that I've had, it has not been uh, tremendously important um, to them. And my, my local vet, really kind of wrote him off, wrote Wolf off. And so I sought a different veterinarian to, to help me in this journey. And um, I will say that it has been a very positive experience um, to work with Dr. Donna. Um, and like I said at the beginning, um, my dog's diagnosis was one to three months. And I had a visit with the oncologist last week. And um, he said he was very surprised. He said that uh, he didn't, you know, he wasn't necessarily thinking that nutrition would would be um, a big factor. But he, we have had six months of of healthy, you know, quality time that I would not have had. Yeah. And for that, I know that you are counting every day as a, as a blessing and just you're so thankful that you have that extra time. It is 
uh, amazing to see how much food can dramatically impact uh, overall well-being and sometimes longevity. So I'm so thankful that you've had this extra time with him and that also you felt um, compelled enough to get the answers you were looking for that you would switch veterinarians or add additional veterinarians to your healthcare team. That tells me that you are an empowered pet owner in that you are going to find the best options for your dog, even if that means maybe going beyond what your veterinarian said that he or she was capable of handling. So I appreciate you looking for other uh, support people as well as other answers that you weren't necessarily getting from your veterinarian. That's one of the reasons Dr. Don and I have wanted to to put into place this brand new program for Can We is that veterinarians oftentimes aren't equipped. We didn't learn in veterinary school how to help you help your pets in terms of providing the nutrition they need for specific diagnoses including cancer. So I really uh, we're hoping that this program uh, is able to go far and wide when it comes to empowering vet techs and veterinary students to be able to take nutrition into a, into uh, all of their aspects of of clinical cases as well as those those diseases that oftentimes we end up thinking oh my gosh I don't know what to do um, but many times veterinarians don't think food can make that much of a difference. And I think part of that is that we weren't trained that way. So I think it's fantastic that you have been aligned with veterinarians that understand the power of food and that you yourself are choosing to use food as a means of supporting your dog through this, through this process. And the fact that he loves his homemade diet and the fact that he is doing as well as he is, I think is a testament to your commitment, but also to your switching his food. Yeah, and, and I really look look to you guys um, to empower more vets to do exactly that, to, to look for answers, to, to look for alternatives, and to look for supports that, I guess, you know, the, you know, the traditional curriculum doesn't really tell you about. And, you know, as, as somebody from a science background, you know, yes, I, you know, there's, there's so much to be learned, and there's so much... Um, that we can bring to bear um, to help our animals. Yeah, absolutely. And we just need more people starting the conversation, more pet owners like you telling other people, but also more vet techs and veterinarians that understand the power of nutrition. And for, for that role, we're so thankful that Dr. Donna is doing all that she's doing and helping people run to really understand the power of nutrition. We're also so thankful that you're willing to share your story with us today. Well, I'm very happy to, to share my story with you, and, and, I'm, and I'm glad you guys are doing this. I really hope this word gets out. I mean, I'm, everybody that I know knows the situation that we were in and, and knows how much this has really meant to us. Yeah, thank you so much for participating, and uh, we appreciate you telling your story to empower others to make great decisions. Thank you so much, Sharon. Thank you. I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and with me today, I have Morgan Hickey. Morgan is an amazing pet parent. Tell us a little bit about who you are, Morgan, and the animals in your life. So I've had uh, dogs for about the, the past 19 years, and um, I lost my first two dogs. Um, my, I had a German Shepherd who came from the local shelter, and she was sick her whole life. And then I had a second dog that I had who had pancreatitis. And 
I love my dogs so much and they are my family. And um, I started looking for alternatives. I currently have three dogs and I have a cat sanctuary that I run out of my home. We have a lot of community cats where I live in rural Eastern, Eastern Colorado. And so they come and, and I give them some good food and some nourishment and um, they're kind of back up on their feet again. And then I also have two bunnies that I adopted from the shelter. Wonderful. Wonderful. And would you say over the last 19 years of your pet ownership, talk to me about how, uh, how your nutritional approach or, or how you institute food as medicine, how has that evolved or changed over the last 20 years in your life? So it's, it's changed a lot. Um, when I had my German Shepherd, the first German Shepherd I had that came from the shelter that was very, very sick, within the first few weeks of me having her, we were already at the vet uh, several times, um, and it didn't get much better. Um, she had all kinds of chronic allergies. We tried. She also had hip dysplasia. Um, we did everything that we could do allopathically um, with traditional vet medicine that I used. Um, and I was a college student at the time, using my student loan bills to pay for my vet bills and doing the best I could for nutrition. And what I knew about at the time was the best kibble I could buy. And then you fast forward, she didn't get much better. Um, we kind of managed some symptoms, but there wasn't really any healing that took place. She just got progressively worse. Um, and until she, she died at a pretty young age, the age of six, and which I felt like it was too young. And then my second dog that I had that I lost of pancreatitis, we were again on the best kibble that I could afford. And we had been going to the vet, couldn't find anything, couldn't find anything. And then it, it culminated in an emergency visit. Um, and then my third dog that I had, he started off having some problems. And I've gotten more and more in tune with my pets and it seems like either I take them too early that we can't find anything testing wise or it's so subtle that I notice but it, it kind of doesn't show up. But with this third dog, I decided I wasn't going to go down the same route and that was about eight years ago um, that I decided we needed to do something different. I found out through um, just really trial and error and adding probiotics and enzymes that he couldn't digest protein and fat. He would lose a lot of weight. So we started going dehydrated food route. So we did Honest Kitchen. I did Honest Kitchen for years. Um, was able, as I could afford, to transition everybody to Honest Kitchen. And then we started kind of declining even on that. So then I shifted to more of a raw, I did more research. Everything has been my own individual research that I've done. Um, again, I, I live in a really rural area, so I'm reliant on kind of the research that I do. And the more I learned about nutrition and trying to meet species appropriate diet and meet the needs of that individual animal, then I evolved into doing raw food. And that's kind of where the journey has taken me. And I feel like I've gotten I had a couple dogs that passed that I had transitioned to raw, and um, I feel like I got a lot more time, yeah. at least one to one to three years out of each animal, um, and it was more quality. I really didn't want to go the route of 
continued symptom management that I had with the first dog. I mean, I spent thousands of dollars in treatment and ultimately she didn't live very long. And in contrast, my, my dogs are, the youngest one is, is 10 and that's the second German Shepherd that I have. And um, I just, I know that none of my animals would be alive today without it. So I'm very grateful. Your story is incredibly uh, inspiring to me as a veterinarian because because of your location, you didn't have access to a variety of proactive veterinarians you could partner with that could introduce you and answer your questions. You basically had to figure this out on your own. So congratulations on being an incredibly empowered advocate for the animals in your care. Uh, it takes a lot of guts and and trusting yourself to be able to do that and I admire you for searching out options that maybe weren't easy to find in your area. Morgan, how has your veterinarian been as your evolution with what you fed your animals has evolved to meet the more profound needs medically that you've had with your animals? Has your veterinarian been on board and supportive and open-minded or how has that relationship evolved with your food changes or hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. um, unfortunately, <laughs> the last conversation we had about it, she said that she's against that. And um, she told me, and this was with one of my cats that I took in that um, she was sick for about a year and I, I tried, I did all kinds of treatments with her. Um, we, we, and it's really evolved with all the different cats that come to my door and trying to find answers. Um, her answer was, a uh, science diet or Hills, one of the two, um, or maybe they're the same company. I don't remember. And one of the first ingredients is corn, which is just strongly against, I wound up buying what it is that she told me to, because I'm in a small town. I need my vet. If something happens, I felt like I was going to offend her. She's very adamant, not terribly open. And so unfortunately what I do and what's kind of driven me is that I go and I look for answers and do the best that I can. Right now I'm, I'm helping a, ch a child, a as you see, they're, <laughs> they're my children. I understand. <laughs> a furry, a furry child. Yes. yes. I'm helping her recover from being hit by a car. And um, what's amazing is, is that when you give that body the, the nutrients that it needs, I mean, the body is engineered and programmed to heal unless kind of we're feeding them something that doesn't allow them to do that. And so that's what I've evolved into is more of trying to find the resources. I also do a lot of Reiki work with my animals. Um, because I know she's not very open. Um, I'm certainly, I have her on, you know, I, I can go to her if I need to, but that's kind of what's happened to our relationship. So as opposed to spending thousands of dollars, I spend the bulk of my money on food to, in a, in a preventative manner or also rehabilitative, trying to give them things that are probiotic rich, enzyme rich, rich, so that their bodies can heal themselves. That's kind of where I'm at. And I, I really wish, I'm really excited for change. And I really wish that she was more open. Um, but she's the only one I have out here. I'm very grateful yeah. for her. Um, I think that she's, of course, has valid reasons for feeling the way she does. But the research that I've done, I just cannot 
I cannot in good conscience feed my animals something that I don't feel is engineered for their body. Yeah. And it's interesting because that's really the goal of our awareness week is the fastest growing segment of the pet food industry is the fresh food segment, but it's actually the segment that veterinarians have not just poor education about, no education about fresh foods during veterinary schools or vet tech education. And therein lies that gap that you have come to your veterinarian like thousands, and I would actually venture to say millions of other pet parents do, trying to engage in a conversation about some of these alternative diets, which aren't so alternative anymore because they're, you know, they're, they're the fastest growing segment. And because veterinarians have not been trained or educated, they can't carry on the conversation. And that ultimately is damaging to your relationship because she's not the veterinarian you wish that she was. And she doesn't understand why you're making the decisions you're making because she wasn't taught about them in veterinary school. And that's that, that's the gap that we're trying to close. And simply, if you want to look at money, to be honest with you, I mean, there's a a whole lot more money that I'm placing elsewhere as opposed to placing it in the confidence of what my veterinarian knows because of that relationship that has kind of stalled out. So, you know, I wish it was different. And this kind of started the first time I had conversation was after I found out that eight years ago about switching to Honest Kitchen because um, one of my dogs can't digest that food kibble properly. He can't pull out the nutrients. And um, when I went to her and tried to talk to her about it, it did not go well either. Um, She felt like what was in the food because it was foreign to her was, was bad. It was causing problems. Um, But I truly believe, and I spent a couple thousand dollars of just doing testing and she couldn't identify anything, but one bottle of enzymes and switching the food, which, you know, is, is about a hundred bucks and he was gaining weight and, and I saw the difference and he, cause he looked like a skeleton yeah. and, um, and he was losing his hair and he had flakes. I mean, it was, here's this dog who has so much life in him. Who, he was only about six and um, I just really wasn't willing to go that route anymore. And it, and it kind of, unfortunately, that, that also affected that relationship. And, uh, and it was a different vet. But um, she, she kind of didn't want to engage in conversation with me about those things anymore. And, you know, frustratingly, just, and from our, not as a defense, but our excuse or our response is that we just didn't have... We, we didn't graduate from veterinary school being fresh food literate. We didn't have, we don't have the tools, the resources, or the knowledge base to carry on an intelligent conversation so veterinarians don't engage. And by not engaging, Morgan, we're, we're not building confidence, we're not building trust, we're not building that relationship. Above all, I think oftentimes it, it, it's not supportive to the animal involved because veterinarians can't, won't, or don't engage with this category of pet food because they weren't trained. And so our entire goal in this Awareness Week is being able to provide a training platform so vets and vet techs can have the unbiased nutrition information they need to be able to have these conversations that you have gone without. And it's, again, it's so wonderful that you have basically educated yourself into what needs to happen for the animals. 
um, in your life. And I'm so proud of you for doing that. But wouldn't it be a wonderful place if we had veterinarians that could have come alongside you to support you, bounce questions and ideas off of, you would be able to go to and transparently ask some questions about what you're doing to them. It would be better for you and ultimately better for your animals if you had that relationship with your veterinarian and you don't. It sure would. That's why I'm really excited about what you're doing. And I'm really excited to see what the, what you guys are taught in school and what you know through your clinical practice. I'm so excited to see that integrated with more of a holistic, more of a body nutrition in mind, um, because there's amazing things. I, I, I believe that you know, again, there's just, there's tremendous capability. Our animals don't need to only live five to 10 years. It, it can all shift and change. And I've seen it in with my own animals. And I know that there's so much, in fact, I've made a couple of mistakes with, I initially fed co-op raw and um, I did the best research I could. I try, I, it was the most I could afford. Um, but ultimately that caused some issues. I wish that I could have gone to my vet with that. I instead relied on my holistic pet food store and had conversations with them and they steered me in the right direction. But I, and I haven't gone back to the vet because, and I wish that I could, I really wish that I could. Um, but I don't feel like she's going to support me. And I, I feel like it's going to wind up being a dead end. And I, and I don't want to have any confrontation. I respect her. I think she's amazing at what she does, but we have two very different viewpoints. So in the future, when that shifts, it's, it's going to be phenomenal. And I'm really excited to see that happen. Well, thank you for being transparent with us. I think that your words will resonate with uh, millions of people watching this interview right now are going to say, I'm just like her. That's exactly what's going on in my life. And I think that veterinarians will say, I have hundreds of clients just like her. So our goal in sharing this is to be able to advance and fill in that hole. So we've got good communication and the type of relationship we all want with our veterinarians in terms of respect, but also knowledge base. So thank you for your time today and sharing your story. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed today's interview and please consider supporting CanWe's new SPAN program to help educate the next generation of veterinary students and vet tech students about the importance of good food for pets. Donation links can be found in the article below this video.